0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: This week's episode of Fangirls Podcast is sponsored by Tax Pros, dedicated to providing a full range of advanced tax planning and tax resolution services, offering phone and video appointments. Learn more at taxprose.com. That's taxprose.com. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, friendship, and most importantly, fangirling. I'm Julie, and today we have a very special guest from Zero Dark Nerdy. We've got our friend Brian here. Hello, friend. How's it going?
0: Hello, Julie. Good seeing you. It is going uh, spectacular. It's been a great week, so thank you so much for having me on. I'm very, very honored to be on your show.
1: Ah, well, I'm glad to have you on. I am so <laughs> excited to talk to you today because... Today, we get to fangirl over the movie Air, which is Man. the the story of how Air Jordan became Air Jordans. It's almost like a true underdog story. I am so hyped 100%. for this movie. When I saw yeah. the trailer, I was like, this is on my radar. Cannot wait. I, I don't know. I just want to pick your brain on it because I was just so hyped from the standpoint of marketing to watch a marketing Man. movie.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it, it's so much more than just Nike. I mean, it's a story about, just like you said, underdog story, perseverance, confidence, just, just believing in things. I mean, a lot. You know, this is definitely a film where you don't have to just be a Michael Jordan fan or a fan of sneakers to watch this movie. So I'm excited to, to go over this with you as well.
1: I was born in the late 80s and raised in the 90s. So it never crossed my mind that Nike wouldn't be a top dog competitor in the shoe industry. Yeah, yeah. I remember... I mean, I got my first pair of Nikes when I was like eight years old and I begged my grandma because she took me out shopping for my birthday. And I was like, no, I want these Nikes. And she was like, those are really expensive. And I was like, I know, but it's, it's my birthday. And I I pulled the birthday card and she was like, okay. And then I was going through a growth <laughs> spurt and grew out of them like six months later, but they stayed in my closet forever. And I was like, nope, mm-hmm. nope. These are going on the shelf. <laughs> and my mom's like, yeah. You understand yeah. your grandmother spent good money on these shoes and I was like, yeah, I'm not throwing them away. I have skis for feet. It's not it was a me problem. I understand. <laughs> yeah. What got you hyped about this movie?
0: I have just been a big fan of Ben Affleck as a in the director's chair since he did The Town. Okay. You know, I just think he's an incredibly talented actor and inc- incredibly talented director and he just has a way of storytelling that pulls you in between The Town, Argo, a few of his other hits. So when I see that and then him teaming up with his lifetime buddy, Matt Damon, in the film, Mm -hmm. that already I'm intrigued. And then the cast itself, I mean, you throw in Jason Bateman, who's just been crushing it for the last decade and a half. And, you know, Chris Tucker's in it. And then, of course, you have the the female goat, Viola Davis. You know what I mean? So the cast alone, I'm like, this movie could have been damn near just about anything I would have watched it. Right. (laughs) So I, I was already intrigued by it. And then most importantly... Yeah, I I did want to know what the story was behind how Nike was able to get Michael Jordan. You know, I grew up a gigantic Michael Jordan fan. I named my daughter Jordan after Michael Jordan. So he is a hero to me in, in that aspect.
1: So for those of you who don't know, the movie Air follows the story of shoe salesman Sonny Vaccaro and how he got Michael Jordan to be the face of Nike basketball shoes. But we also have some casting for you. As you mentioned earlier... Sonny Vaquero was played by Matt Damon. Rob Uh Strasser was played by Jason Bateman. Phil Knight played by Ben Affleck, a.k.a. also the director. Dolores Jordan was played by the GOAT of GOATs, Viola Davis. Chris Tucker plays Howard White. I love seeing Chris Tucker back in the game. I miss that man. I loved him in like the Rush Hour franchise and got Marlon Wayans as George Raveling. And I love this fun fact. As James Jordan, we have Julius Tenon, which is Viola Davis's husband. And oh, I didn't know that. So it was Bring Your Spouse to Work wow. Day. And I, the <laughs> smile on that man's face throughout this whole film.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean,
1: he was just glowing. And I was like, oh, She's, she got a real one. Yes, she did. Yeah. And yeah,
0: that's incredible. I did not know that. Nice find.
1: And then as young Michael Jordan, we have yeah. Damien Young, which you yeah. barely see him. You only see right. his silhouette for the most part, but yep. we see you and we hear you, Damien Young. Thank you for being a part of this production. I don't know about you, but I am ready for some tea. Are you ready for some tea?
0: I'm ready. I'm ready. You know, I'm a big tea fan, so, so let's do it.
1: All right. This is the part of the show where we spill the tea. This means spoilers. So if you have not seen the movie Air, we are going to spoil it for you. So I'll say it. Growing up. There was no other basketball legend outside of Michael Jordan. He yeah. set the precedent for Kobe, Iverson, LeBron, Steph Curry. Yeah. I mean, growing up, I'm a late I was born in the late 80s, but again, raised in the 90s. Yeah. So there was no other basketball hero yeah. than Michael Jordan. And then you yeah. go put him in Space Jam. <laughs> that right. cements his legendary status in every millennial's mind. Yeah. I associate him with jock jams, too. So any any time my jock jams playlist comes on, you know, I just think Space Jam. He's a hero. He is a basketball hero. And to be honest, I'm surprised he hasn't made a a slight cameo in the MCU universe yet. Just to like, you know, cement that legendary status. If we can put Harry Styles in the MCU, we can put Michael Jordan in the MCU somewhere. Some minor cameo somewhere. We'll figure it out. Tell me what movie you want, sir. Yes, we will make this happen. I can just see Kevin <laughs> Feige just be like, "Tell me where. You want to be in Ironheart? You want to be yeah. in whatever phase? We'll make it happen." But you t- you briefly touched on it. You named your daughter Jordan after Michael Jordan? Yeah, yeah, I did.
0: Growing up, you know, I grew up in upstate New York. OK, uh, lived there for really from uh, I was born in 1980, just to kind of date myself a little bit. OK, so, you, you know, growing up, Jordan was was a staple, especially in the, in the 90s. And then I mm-hmm. moved down here to North Carolina in 96. You know, as a lot of people may know, obviously, he went to University of North Carolina. He's from Wilmington, North Carolina, which is right. actually where my daughter went to film school. You would not find. And I know that there's, you know, as far as current days and especially because of social media, LeBron gets hate. You would not hear a a single person, especially in the 90s, say, I mean, besides maybe competitors and maybe former teammates, nobody spoke ill of Michael Jordan. It Uh was like a sin if you were to do that. And then, of course, when the Dream Team came out, uh, you know, because another thing a lot of people may not know is before the Dream Team came out, I think it was what, the 92 Olympics Yeah, 92. Before that, it was only collegiate athletes that were allowed to play in the Olympics for the United States, Mm -hmm. and after the committee started thinking about it, that's when they put NBA players in, and Michael, of course, was the leader of that team, and then a stateside celebrity to worldwide, you know, arguably one of the greatest athletes of all time. He was everywhere. Nobody worked harder than him. Nobody pushed their teammates as hard as he did. And even though we saw as fans what he would do day in and day out, you know, he was just he was a God amongst men.
1: All right. Top three favorite moments from this movie.
0: First and foremost, being an 80s kid, the nostalgia of it. Beginning of the movie, gigantic 80s collage of music, the events that were going on at that time everything in and of course the soundtrack was like super fire for me i'm, it was. I'm just uh, you know that's why even though i think stranger things is a fantastic show to me i think it excels above most shows because it is set in the 80s yeah like you said just about anything in the 80s and don't mess it up i'm going to love it <laughs> so, <laughs> secondly as i mentioned earlier uh, the cast is just tremendous i mean there's a little short cameo with marlon wayans yeah. And it's instrumental to the story. Like everybody was just, I feel, casted perfectly for what they had to do with, with the film. You know, it wasn't too much. It wasn't too little. They just did a great job. And then I heard the story that when they approached Michael Jordan to do this, he says, you can do this, but you got to bring in the female goat to play my mom. Obviously they, they did that with, with Viola Davis. Uh, and she is, I mean, she's she's the goat.
1: That was the perfect casting note. And I, for him to understand the importance of that moment and say, there's nobody else that could play my mother better than Viola Davis. This man has my heart. He understood the assignment.
0: I would probably say just seeing the persistence of Matt Damon's character to go through this, you know, like finding out Jordan loves Adidas. He loves Adidas. He wants to go with Adidas. and him just figuring out, you know, especially when they're rewatching that, he's rewatching the game-winning jump shot of that yeah. national championship game with Carolina. He's like, "This is the guy," and and breaks it down. Like James Worthy was the, you know, the number one at Carolina. Why is this guy so cool, calm, and confident? I know I've been wrong before in the past, but any any sneaker fan will know. I mean, just seeing the the prototype for the Air Jordan One, I mean, that that gave me chills. Right. <laughs>
1: I do agree with you on that one my top three moments was dolores jordan aka viola davis who played dolores jordan Mm -hmm. this is how you advocate for your kid and Mm -hmm. the way that she closed the deal with nike saying i don't think you understand the importance and the value of my son and as she found that missing statement or missing clause in his contract she's like this must be this must be incorrect or why would this not be included and it was right. that moment in history where she disrupted the shoe industry. She created that stepping stone for athletes and their families everywhere. So we look at Kobe today and yeah. his yeah. daughter who passed away with him. She has a line of shoes. Right. And I mean, the right. precedent has been sent because of what Dolores Jordan put in place. Mm-hmm. And that to me is like, there's no better parent advocate in the history of this sports industry that can outdo what Dolores Jordan did, in my mind.
0: 1,000%. I mean, what she did and what Michael Jordan did completely changed the game. And to be honest with you, I think Nike, as radical as they were at the time, right? Like, they knew Mm -hmm. that they had great running shoes, but they were third place at best when it came to basketball sneakers. But they were still a very progressive company. One thing I really liked about the movie is that their their values kind of like their mission statement yeah you would see that you know in the beginning but then you would see it throughout the film too and I don't think that Converse or Adidas would have done that for Michael Jordan right so you know I think a lot of that went into play and yeah I mean set precedent after that because even going back to the 90s you know late 80s early 90s I remember, like, the the Reebok pumps, which was, you know, Shaq's big thing. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then Ewing got his own thing. And, I mean, if it wasn't for that, who knows? I mean, I think eventually time would have caught up and said, we, we need to start really, you know, breaking these players off a percentage of the sales. Right. But, I mean, they definitely fast-forwarded that way sooner than anybody ever expected. And it definitely changed the game in the in the entire industry moving forward.
1: My second favorite thing was, again, like you – you touched on it, but the prototype of the shoe, they understood the assignment when it came to when it came to showing the story behind marketing and branding. Mm-hmm. They said, Yeah, it needs more red. Yeah. It really needs more red. And yeah. sure, we're gonna get, you know what? Screw it. We're just gonna pay the fines. Yeah. We need to highlight how important the individual is, and yeah. we'll do whatever it takes to make this happen. When they presented that, I had chills. When they presented that to D- Dolores Jordan. I was in it to win it because she was like, "But what about the fines?" And he's like, "We got you covered. We'll handle it. It's worth it. We this is the investment we want to make because we believe in your son." And I was like, "Oh, here's a- people who understand marketing and branding and and the storytelling <laughs> behind it." I was so focused on this part of the story, and I mm-hmm. loved how they highlighted it. And that's how you sell. That is how yeah. you sell shoes, any product. If you want to yeah. make it individualistic, and yeah. they did an amazing job with it, but. I also liked the Adidas argument between the siblings. I thought that was hilarious.
0: I had no idea about that at all whatsoever until I saw the movie. And he was right. Yeah. That whole entire thing was a, was a crumbling empire, you know, folding in front of their own eyes.
1: That was just absolutely wild to me. And he pinpointed, Hey, these are things to watch for when you go through your meetings. Yeah. Why didn't anybody else counsel her on this? Like her own agent didn't even counsel her on this. Did you have any like fun or favorite stats from this movie? Because I also loved their mission statement and how they highlighted their I don't know their fundamentals in their mission statement. Yeah. Throughout the film, but the stats that they brought in to highlight the movie.
0: Stats or whatnot. I I love how you know Ben Affleck's character, the president and CEO of of Nike. He's like, ah, well, you know, what do we do? You know, we we should at least hopefully sell three million of these in the first year and he ended up selling, I believe it was 160 million pairs in the first year. I mean, goodness gracious. You know, I love the fact too, that in his lifetime, you know, giving shout outs to everybody, Phil Knight ended up donating uh, in his lifetime, like 2 billion to philanthropy projects. And I think, I think the biggest thing is just that, you know, here we are just about 40 years later. And these are still the hottest sneakers on the planet. A lot of sneakerheads know out there, if you don't, there's a, a app that Nike has called Sneakers. You can download. You can, you know, get exclusives and things like that. And sometimes they do surprise drops. So oh, right. Was kind of kismet because I went to go see the movie Monday because I knew okay. we were doing the interview. Okay. And Tuesday, I, I just happened to look down on my phone. It didn't vibrate, didn't do anything. Looked down and it was like surprise drop for the Jordan ones and they're the Spider-Man edition Jordan ones that just came out. And I was like, Holy crap. So I go on, I'm like trying to, you know, put my order in it's processing. It's searching for bots.
1: Okay. After 30
0: minutes of processing, I didn't get it, but oh. I mean, we're talking about a sneaker that has stood and will always stand the test of time. That is the staple out there.
1: I was going to say how much were the Spidey ones?
0: Yeah. Uh, they, so if you got them on the app, they were 200.
1: Oh, okay. And,
0: uh, yeah. So, I mean, they're still reasonable if you can find them on the app. It's when you get to eBay. Right. And things get, uh, you know, they get a little insane out there. So, I, I usually try to wait for the buzz to die down. And no matter how much money I have, I still try to spend reasonably. Especially yes. when it comes. As much as I love Jordan as much as I love Jordan 1s, I will do my best to, uh, you know, show some restraint on there.
1: Some of the stats I found was, again, it was the 80s. It was a different time. Yeah. But I vaguely remember my intro to graphic design teacher telling me this fun fact, but Man. the Nike logo was initially sold for $35 and yes. it's now valued at 26 billion. Yeah. Oh, goodness. And I, I love that little fun fact. It, yeah. It makes my my graphic design heart happy knowing that there yeah. is value in this industry. <laughs> right. And right someone just didn't even think that this could be worth 26 billion someday. They're making it for an unknown shoe brand. And I want to see that documentary. If you're the graphic designer who designed yeah. the Nike logo, where are you today? How are you right. doing? Are you right. okay?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Cause I know the Pepsi redesign back in oh nine, that was a one million dollar deal. Right, The redesign right. for that. And Jordan gets 5% of his earnings from his brand. 2022, he got 5% of $5 billion, which is $250 million just in passive income for his brand. <laughs> My only overall complaint, and I say this mildly as a smallest violin in the history of violins, growing up playing volleyball, why hasn't Nike disrupted the industry with the volleyball market? Right. Because we have Asics and Mizuno. And I was like, you guys have the system down. You guys yeah. could easily throw a wrench in the, the volleyball industry. And I know volleyball isn't nearly as big as basketball, but they could do the apply the same business model to volley indoor volleyball and, yeah. you know, move mountains with it. And yeah. I just don't know why they haven't done it yet. And I was like, it's what or Steve Jobs did with Apple. And this is my conspiracy theory, personally. Have you ever wondered why Apple doesn't have an, an SLR camera in the industry? Uh uh-huh. Well, my theory is I think all the other camera companies were like, you can't play here. Uh uh-uh. right. No, you're not. In, you're not allowed. You're not invited. And he's like, if you're not going to let me play, I'm going to disrupt your industry. And then he drops right. the iPhone where everybody thinks they're a photographer if they have an iPhone.
0: <laughs> true. So now he's That's like... True.
1: You can't play in our industry. But if Canon came out with a, with a phone, people might be interested, but right. Jobs did it first. The way that they highlighted how Dolores Jordan in, or disrupted the industry like, was probably my favorite thing altogether. And now it is time for the Spotlight of the Week. Tax Pros, an award-winning tax firm dedicated to providing their clients with a full range of advanced tax planning and tax resolution services. With three locations in Southern California, TaxPros is there to meet you where you are, offering phone and video appointments. Learn more or book an appointment today at taxprose.com. Pros, tax, we here at the Fangirls Podcast are not affiliated with the following. Nike, Michael Jordan, Pepsi, any of the cast from the movie Air, any of the production companies that we mentioned earlier today, we're just really big fans who love Air Jordans and and all things that go with this movie.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for
1: B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.